Welcome to Leading with Heart, your go-to resource for how to find happiness, peace, and true success amidst the high demands of military life. I'm Christina Madison, your host, coach, and personal cheerleader as we learn to take excellent care of ourselves, lead with heart, and together change the narrative around wellness in the military. In this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Lieutenant Colonel Angie Stevens. Angie's a C-130 navigator by trade and has spent time in both the special operations and IG communities. She loves paddleboarding and driving her Jeep and is a proud Texas Aggie. Today, Angie is sharing her story of how she finally made the decision to start investing in herself and her self-care. It wasn't easy, but she embraced 1% progress and imperfect action along the way. Keep listening to hear her story. All right. Hello, everybody. We are live. Aloha from Hawaii. I am currently recording this interview with Angie uh, from the lovely island of Oahu. Uh, It's kind of like a mini vacation for me. My husband's here working, hence the hotel room, hence the ugly wallpaper that you're not used to seeing (laughs) in my background. Um, I am so excited to be chatting with my client and dear friend, Angie. Uh, We're going to talk about self-care. We're going to talk about 1% progress. We're going to talk about all sorts of good things today. So uh, I want to introduce Angie. Angie Stevens is a uh, a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. She's a C-130 CISO, and uh, she's currently stationed in Florida. Angie and I met, gosh, it's been almost three years, I feel like. Isn't that nuts? Almost three years that we've known each other. We have met in person, which is super amazing. She came to my very first Legion Life retreat in San Diego, so I have gotten to hug her actual physical being, which is amazing. Um, But we have been uh, interacting back and forth on the amazing internet for the past three years. And I'm just so, so excited to introduce her to all of you guys and share her amazing experience with you. Um, So Angie, over to you. Tell us just a little bit about yourself. Tell us a fun fact, like what's your favorite color? You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I am the youngest of three kids. Um, my dad has three kids. My mom has one. So that's the baby and the only, uh, which was a lot of fun to grow up like that. I was also born three months early. Fan, fun fact. I weighed less than two and a half pounds and I've literally been fighting since day one. So I don't know how not to fight. Even if it's not something I should be fighting, I'm probably still going to fight it. Um, which can be good and bad, but, uh, it's something I've learned that that's just instinctual for me. And so as I've grown, especially these last few years, I'm like, okay, is this really worth it? Or is this not the hill today? Um, So that's actually been kind of fun to explore. Like you said, I am a combat systems officer. It's a really fancy word for NAV. I was at NAV for a long time. And if somebody in the plane still calls me that, I will answer. Um, I'm on my fourth plane. I don't know if I recommend that, but it's been a lot of fun. And then another fun fact, I have literally circled the globe in a C-130. It was four different trips. But I have circumnavigated, actually navigated the plane all the way around planet Earth. So that was really, I when I figured that out, it was really awesome because you don't do that very often, you know. That is so cool. So I did not know that about you. So my my 
cool friend is a circumnavigator, has flown all the way around the world, uh, probably in less than 80 days. Uh, but what a cool, fun fact. I love that. So Angie is, uh, she, so way back when, when the Lead Your Life program, so if you guys have been watching my videos lately, you'll know that cohort five is currently enrolling. Angie is my OG. She is from cohort one of Lead Your Life, the original OG. And uh, it was so fun to launch and create this program with you and with the other ladies of cohort one. So thinking back to about three years ago when we first connected and, and you first kind of became a part of the community, tell me about what you were struggling with when you and I first met and we started talking and you started kind of turning in, tuning into my videos, reading my posts, all that good stuff. What, what was going on in your life? I was, I'd made this persona of a person that really wasn't me. First of all, I thought I was supposed to be in uniform. Um, you know, I thought I was supposed to be, you know, portray myself a certain way to make it in life, to make it in my career. And I was so exhausted, mentally just spent. I was tired of being this fake person at work and then taking off my uniform and being this completely different person. And people even said it to me, like, you walk differently in uniform. You're different at social events than you are at work. And I was like, man, I don't I don't want to be fake anymore. I pride myself on being really honest with people, um, not rudely, but I'm not going to, you know, pretend or um, something like that. But I, I don't want people to think that I like some if I don't. Again, I'm not rude about it. But then I realized I was doing that to everybody. I was fake to every single person I came in contact with at work. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to be true to myself. Um, and then also show the other females that I work with that you don't have to pretend to be someone you're not to make the boys happy. We know we work in a boys club, but that doesn't have to be how you live your life. And so I just wanted to quit doing that. That's so powerful because, you know, women are becoming more and more and more common and prevalent in the military. But there, there are some of us that have that work in career fields that are pretty male dominated. I know the flying community is pretty male dominated. My community, the CE community, pretty male dominated. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how when we're these young, impressionable officers or when we're these young, impressionable enlisted personnel, um, we build a persona around who we think people want us to be. And so you shared that you were exhausted, like this whole almost facade, this this lack of authenticity in, in who you were when you showed up to work versus who you were on the outside was exhausting. And so then we met and, and we started talking and you decided to take the leap and join Lead Your Life, even though I had no idea kind of what I was doing, you took a chance on me. I know what I'm doing now. But at the time, like I, this, I was in this brand new world of coaching and running online courses and you like jumped in with both feet and you were like, let's do this. Um, what helped you make the decision to join this program and to make a commitment to figuring out your authentic self? Oh, gosh. I mean, I remember when we talked and I told you that and everything that you said, and even though I don't remember the words now, 
uh, just really resonated with me. And I was like, maybe, maybe she can help me. Maybe this can work. Maybe I can finally figure out how to be me all of the time and, and not put this mask on anymore. And it, it just seemed like such a good fit that I was like, I can't keep going the way I'm going. I found someone who sure as heck looks like they've got it all together. Even though I know you don't, because none of us do. But like, I was like, no, this girl knows where she's going. She like, she's got this on lock. And I'm like, I've I've got to invest in myself, which is also very scary to do. It's very scary, especially for me. Um, I don't like to buy things that I don't need, except for books, obviously. Um, I do like to buy those, but I I don't try to replace things unless they really need replacing and things like that. It's, it's very, very much a struggle to buy something that's not a necessity and to put myself first as a necessity, um, which you helped me realize was definitely worthwhile and something I should do. That was a big step. So it wasn't so much like the program, but it was like realizing that I'm worth it and that I am worth committing the time, the energy and the money to make myself the person that I wanted to be. And it just it just fit. I don't I can't really explain it. It just everything just fits really well. And so when stuff fits, there's gotta be a reason for it. So I'm about to take our conversation totally off. I sent Angie all these questions before our interview, and now she's like inspiring my heart. And I'm like, we're go- we're gonna go there because what you have just said, I think, is such an important conversation that needs to be had, which is investing in yourself. That doesn't necessarily mean money, but investing some sort of resource, whether that be time, energy, attention, or money in yourself can feel really, really difficult because I think there's this word that we associate with investing in yourself, which is selfish. What was that conversation like inside of your head when you were trying to make the decision uh, whether to invest in yourself or not? Some of it was, what if it doesn't work? What if this is like everything else that you've tried to do? And I think the eternal optimist that lives inside me was like, what if it does work? What if this is it? What if this is the turning point that that gets you that step in the right direction? And then another step and another step and um, kind of like running, right? It's really putting one foot in front of the other. As long as you don't stop, you're still going. And so it didn't matter how big the steps were, it just mattered that I was taking them. And that also was one of the things that you know, we've worked on the last three years. You know, it doesn't have to be these giant leaps, it's small baby steps. It's that 1% that I know we've talked about, it's how I have it. And it's just a little bit better today than I was yesterday. It doesn't have to be, it's kind of like my mom used to tell me when I was little, like, well, I didn't do as well today as I did yesterday. And she's like, but did you give it 100% today? Well, yes, I did okay, 100% today is not 100% yesterday. It won't be 100% tomorrow. It's what you had to give today. And as long as you gave today what you had to give, it's a success. And so thinking about that and thinking, you know, one, I, I didn't like where I was. I was in a weird space. Obviously, I was within six months of getting to a new base. I was in a new plane. Everything was different. It was a ton of upheaval. And I was like, well, let's just throw one more thing in the mix. Let's do this because if not now, then when? And that was really the kicker too is if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it because I know that. We've said that like I'm going to buy this book and I'm not going to start it today. I'm going to start it after I read that one. But then you pick another one and then before you know it, you're 
TBR is like this tall and you're like, oh gosh, I'm never going to finish these books. Give me death by books. Or, you know, I'm going to run that marathon at this point and then you don't really train for it. You push it off and you push it off. And so, yeah, if you don't, to me, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to make time to do it. So I was deployed. I knew I had the time, whether or not I, my time matched up with everybody else's stateside time or whatever didn't matter. I could carve out the time and my downtime and, 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 you know, work out. I, the eating might be a little different because I could only give the deep fat gave me, but, um, I could take that downtime I had while I was, you know, not home with all those other distractions and concentrate on myself for a little bit. And then when I get home, I've already laid some of that groundwork. So for me, being easily distracted, it worked really well to be deployed. But yeah, we really just boiled down to never put yourself first. And even though I don't have kids, I am single. It still manages to never be a priority. I am never my own priority. And I think that's something that every single one of us struggles with. Whether you have a family of three kids, no kids, just a husband, no husband, doesn't matter, fur babies, whatever, you don't put yourself first. And so this time I put myself first and I just committed to it. I was like, well, you haven't done it this long. This could be it. So go take the gamble. Mm. So many things you just, I mean, my mind is just going like a, a thousand miles an hour because you said some really impactful things that I think are probably going to resonate with so many of the women in this community is that like knowing in your heart that something needs to change, right? I think we all have that inner wisdom, like that inner knowing that may take the form of like anxiety. It may take the form of depression. It may take the form of something else. But there's that churn. There's that friction inside of like something needs to change. But sometimes that change can feel like this incredibly tall mountain or it can feel like we're climbing out of this very deep hole that we've put ourselves in. I was actually talking to someone yesterday and she's like, I feel like I've put myself in this gigantic hole and it feels insurmountable to climb out of this hole. And what you said is, if not now, then when? Like, it's always going to feel insurmountable. It's always going to feel challenging. It's always going to feel scary. But if not now, then when? Something needs to change. If not now, then when? And you knew that you had this big goal of like discovering your authentic self. And like, that's a pretty lofty goal, right? Like uncover, like stop pretending something that you had probably been doing for maybe over a decade and being willing to step into authentic Angie and letting yourself come out at work. And that could have paralyzed you. That could have kept you like absolutely still, absolutely stagnant, absolutely in your comfort zone because the idea of getting out of that comfort zone was scary. But instead of letting that fear be in charge, you said, you know what? It's not the perfect time. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be good at this or not. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be successful or not. But what if I am? And so you jumped in the deep end with two feet and you joined this this online program with nine other women and over the course of the next several months started doing a lot of that inner work. We, we, we focused on atomic habits. We focused on self-discovery. We focused on self-care and prioritizing yourself. So what was your experience like 
within the program? What kind of things like really stood out to you that you started practicing in your own life? So it's going to sound kind of silly. Um, I go through stages of like working out and I feel like every time my PCIs, it falls off and then I get back on it and I had a great system when I left Florida, but then I went to New Mexico. My knee was really bothering me because just getting old and they're not good anymore. And I, you know, again, I was like less than six months on base. Now we were deployed. But because we had workouts in the program, I was like, oh, I got to go work out, which worked out well because my crew really liked to work out. So we would just have crew time at the gym, which was wonderful. And it was, I, you forget like how good it feels to move. And I like lifting weights. You feel strong and then you're empowered. And then that, for me, transitions into other things. Some of it was very scary. I know, I think we all cried at some point during the program. And to cry in front of women on a Zoom call that you don't know can feel, you would think it would be really scary and you would think it would be like, there's no way I'm doing that. And it didn't feel scary at all. Like it would just happen. And being vulnerable with each other was just, I don't want to say natural, but like almost because there was no judgment. There was no nothing. It was just, you come as you are and we accept you. And I also think in the military community, depending on the ladies that you work with, and that's not always the case. Um, depending on the spouses that you know, that's not always the case. Um, I think women can be really hard on other women, but that's not the case in the sisterhood. The sisterhood just accepts and acknowledges and you can be vulnerable, you can be messy, you can be anything that you need to be in that moment and it's perfectly acceptable. And so I didn't even realize I was getting that. And then that's what it was. And it was, I don't know, it was just, I don't know, it was magical and you know, I, I know that sounds kind of silly, but it, it was. It was just this one giant acceptance of everyone where they were at that time. And whatever we wanted to accomplish as individuals, we helped each other get there. And we're still helping each other get there, which I think is also amazing because the started as we're not the people we were six months in, which are not the people we are now, you know, and that's been beautiful. That's so powerful. So as you were on this journey, to discover your authentic self, to, to to recognize who truly is Angie. You had this like sacred space of others who were going on this, a similar journey, their own personal journeys, but similar. And there was this sacred space where you could just like, you could fall apart and it was okay. Or you could cry and it was okay. Like there was no need to have a facade, no need to have a persona. It, it was one of those moments, it sounds like, where you were able to just be yourself without fear of, of judgment or being like excommunicated or or being like made to feel different. It was an opportunity for you to have space and, and be surrounded by people that would hold space for for Angie, for exactly who you were and what Angie was feeling and what Angie was going through and and what Angie was struggling with and to know that you are not alone in these challenges. And I think we all need that desperately. I, I'm curious about, you know, as you as you went through the program, um, I know it was it was like a series of baby steps for you, like one foot in front of the other. And it was like slowly like opening yourself up to to possibility, slowly opening yourself up to vulnerability, slowly opening yourself up to like kind of leaning in to leaning into 
Angie and, and who you are on the inside. So after the program ended, how did you how did that growth continue over the past two and a half years? Like what has that looked like for you as you've been on this journey to authenticity and been on this journey to um, kind of like merging the two selves together? What has that looked like for you over the past two and a half years? I mean, obviously, we're still working together because when I finished the program, I was like, well, I just want to stay in this. Like, this is this is wonderful. It's not like I said, it's not always pretty. It's not always perfect. It's messy and it's real. But I feel like it's almost like therapy. You know, you're going to go through some difficult things and you're going to work through some stuff like that you probably didn't even realize were causing you to do things stuff in your past or present or whatever that, you know, somebody said something to you at some point and that framed something in your mind and then you've just been carrying on with it your whole life, didn't even realize it. So uncovering that stuff, continuing to work through, um, just learning about myself, why do I do things, um, uncovering some of my own triggers. I used to, I remember, I think I was 16 and my mom and I got in this huge fight and I don't even know what the fight was about, but she just looked at me and I'm in tears she's like why are you crying and I was like I don't know and I'd gotten so overwhelmed that I was just past the point and I I did that up until probably a year and a half ago maybe and that's when I would get in my car I wouldn't put a podcast on put an audiobook on I wouldn't do anything I would turn the radio on it was silent on my drive I was leaving base and I remember thinking to myself something's going on this is when i start to pull in on myself this is when i withdraw from the world this is when i just go into my little cocoon of me and i was like okay let's think about this what's going on with what am i struggling with what's at work what's at home what's going on and trying to like unpack it before it became a problem you know and i mean i talk to my parents pretty constantly but there would be times in those moments where i wouldn't speak to them for a week or two you know, I wouldn't talk to my best friends. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would literally go home, go to work and not speak hardly. And now I, I can see when that's coming. I don't always like, figure it out before I get in the car. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to anything. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's it. That's where I'm, I'm realized that there's something going on. And then I can start to work my way out of it. Um, start to really calmly sit down, think about things. Um, I meditate sometimes, not always. Um, because I just don't have a quiet mind. But that's when I get to that point where I'm like, okay, let's think about this. Let's breathe. Let's calm ourselves. So that's been really actually fun. And it sounds like something so simple, but when it happens unconsciously, that's to me was a real eye opener. It's like, dude, this is working. And I, I mean, I already knew it was working because I hadn't left and I was still here, but that was the tangible proof that all this hard work is paying off. It's not just that I'm more myself at work than I was before. You know, there's not the division anymore, but it's also I can catch myself when I'm, you know, working towards a spiral of some kind. And then I can help my, my friends, you know, when I can see them doing the same thing because I know them so well. I'm like, hey, okay, what's going on? Let's unpack this. That's, you know, they haven't gone through the program, but it's like, okay, there's something going on. I see where you're headed. Let's let's figure this out. Um, so it's not just been helpful for me. It's been helpful for, for me to help others as well, which is also just wonderful. 
Absolutely. And so what I'm hearing in kind of the core message here is that this this self-awareness has been really impactful for you. And, you know, something that I say constantly, I feel like a broken record sometimes, is that like self-awareness is the first step. Like you can't change anything if you're not aware of it. And so a lot of the times our self-awareness is pretty limited because we live in a very like externally stimulating world. A lot of the time our attention is focused outward on our to-do list, on our stressful job, on our children, on our spouses, on like we are focusing our attention and rarely do we have a quiet moment to just sit with ourselves and and sit with our thoughts and and really do kind of like that inner heart work. And and a lot of the times we think that the only time that we can do that is in therapy. Therapy is a great outlet. But it's possible for you to cultivate self-awareness in those small, still moments where you're willing to slow down long enough to be like, what's going on here? Why don't I want to listen to music? Or why do I want, don't want to, why am I sitting in my car silent? Oh, it's because I'm overstimulated. Oh, okay. Well, what can I do to help? What can I do to help myself? So rather than going into a spiral of withdrawal and and like separating from anything, you recognize it much earlier, which I think this is so important for everyone watching. Like this is how self-awareness is so powerful because you start to back up instead of waiting until the explosion or the meltdown or the spiral or until you're like an absolute broken mess on the floor, you start to notice things earlier in the process. You notice those little warning signs along the way that are like, Hey, 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 you know, and when you have that awareness around your warning signs or around kind of like how your inner operating system, maybe some beliefs that you've had for a long time, when you take the unconscious to conscious, that's where true meaningful change can happen. Because once you're conscious of what's happening, it sounds like this is really kind of a lot of the journey that you've been on is bringing that unconscious to conscious and then you're able to do something about it. You're able to recognize the patterns or recognize those cries for help, recognize the kind of spiral in its early stages so that you can do something about it rather than waiting until you're on the other end and you're doing like you're doing triage instead of doing like emergency like intensive care, you know? And that's really huge. And and I think that, you know, everyone watching really hear, hear Angie and hear me in this is that if you can find a space and you can find a coach or you can find a program that will help you with your self-awareness, the sky's the limit on what you can do. Because when you cultivate that self-awareness, you can become a better mom, you can become a better leader, you can become a better friend, you can become a better partner, you can become a better daughter, you can become a better, you fill in the blank. Because now you know what you're doing and you're recognizing your patterns and you're able to substitute the unhelpful stuff out and put in helpful stuff instead. So that kind of leads to my next question, Angie, is, is how would you say you are leading your life today? Well, I'm definitely, like you said, much more self-aware. Um, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. I still make mistakes. Um, it's still messy sometimes. Sometimes I say things I don't mean, um, but I'm much quicker to catch it 
and to course correct myself before I make, you know, a bad situation or something like that. So I think I'm a lot, probably more even keel person. That doesn't mean there aren't some people that are so little afraid of me, which is perfectly fine. Um, as they should be. I'm just kidding. But um <laughs> I like I'm I think able to recover a lot faster too, especially mentally. So I know things are gonna be difficult. You know, you know, I feel like every six months after you you PCS, it just kind of stinks. Like everything just sort of stinks. And I just got out of that six month window. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, you knew it was gonna be tough. You knew it was, and it was. And I had those thoughts during that time. No, okay, okay. I just gotta keep moving. I just gotta keep moving forward. So I think when I get into like a rut, if you will, I'm able to recover faster. I'm at least able to understand what's going on and try to start pulling myself out of it quicker, which is really nice. Trying to help my friends also and my colleagues like share some of the tidbits that I've I've learned the last three years with them to help make them better or help them cope with what they're going through or something like that. Obviously, I'm not a therapist. I'm not trained to do that. But it's just like, hey, on like the friend level, you know, identify it. Let's see what's going on. Let's see how we can move past it. You know, I tell people to go home a lot. You know, like if they're still at work and it's late, I'm like, oh, it's going to be here tomorrow. This is not taking care of you. It's not taking care of your spouse, not taking care of your kids. You're just working too much. Go home. Have a beer if you want, you know, take a bubble bath, whatever, read your book, relax, do something just completely unplugged from this because this is still going to be here tomorrow. But you can't pour from an empty cup. And we know we've always said that, but it's true. I mean, you have to take care of yourself. And one way to take care of yourself is understand what's going on and having that self-awareness. So, so true. So, so true. So if you're watching um, and I've, I've got one more question for you, Angie, so don't hop off just yet. But if you're watching and you're if, if Angie's story really resonated with you, if you are kind of in that spot where you're like, I know I need to make a change, but it feels scary and, and something inside of you is telling you, like, if not now, then when? Or maybe the piece around self-awareness of, of Angie's story really resonates with you. You feel like you got to be one person at work and you're another person at home and, and you feel like these two pieces of you can't can't integrate together. Or, or maybe you just want to get out of some toxic, like bad habits or some spiraling. You want to do things differently, but you need some help along the way. Then I, I really want to encourage you. Um, if Angie's okay with it, maybe ask her some questions. Don't, don't do this alone. Remember, like we are a sisterhood. You, you can do this with others. And if you really want to go through the work that Angie's been through, then I'd like you to consider joining us in cohort five. The work that we do in this program is real. the center point, the anchor of all of the work that we do in Lead Your Life really is self-awareness. It's, it's the undercurrent of everything that we do in the program. And so you don't have to do all this work on your own. Angie is living proof that you can you can do something that feels scary. You can invest in yourself. You can put yourself first for once and 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 prioritize your needs and your own personal growth for a little while. And everyone around you is going to become better for it because now Angie is showing up to work and taking care of those people in an authentic way, reminding them like, go home, take care of yourself, like, or supporting her friends at like next level friendship where it's like, 
I can listen to you and and hold space for you. And and so I want to encourage you, like maybe lead your life is, is not what you're looking for, but maybe it is. If you resonated with this story, then do me a favor. If you want to learn more, comment lead your life, hashtag lead your life in the comments, or just send me a message. Please send me a message. Reach out. I'll share some more information with you. We can chat about if it's the right fit for you. And uh, if it's the right fit, then we can talk about what this program might look for you. So you can finally make that change, climb that hill, get out of the hole that has been feeling overwhelming for you, and instead break it into bite-sized pieces, embrace the messy, imperfect journey, and really take those baby steps, that 1% progress in getting to where you want to be. So... Angie, last question for you. If you could give someone advice that is struggling with some of those same things that that you were struggling with, um, maybe like kind of the the lack of self-awareness or like just getting really focused on that like person that you think you should be rather than accepting the the person that that you are or, or really leaning into um, your authentic self, what piece of advice would you maybe give to someone? watching this video or someone who's got those same struggles? I would say if they are remotely interested, if any of this has has sounded, you know, like you said, has resonated with them, I would say sign up for it. And I know that's scary because like I said, putting yourself first, investing in yourself, committing to change, it's all very, very scary. Life is difficult and it just gives us things to carry that we don't necessarily need to or want to. So you are worth it. Every one of us is worth it. And investing in yourself because you're worth it is not selfish. It's it's going to be scary. It's going to be messy. It's going to be crazy. You're going to think, I don't know if I can do this. And you can. I, you 100% can. I can do it. You can do it. I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do it. You know, And it's going to be challenging and so rewarding because you're going to get out exactly what you put in. And you're going to be surrounded by amazing women who understand you, even if they have never met you, they've never walked in your shoes. They are going to get you on a level that is probably going to surprise you, you know, especially for people you've never met. So take the risk because you're worth the risk. You know, you're going to be a better person. You're going to be a better mom. You're going to be a better friend, sister, daughter, just human. You know, not that you're not amazing now, but just imagine how great you could be in six months. Just imagine if you could set it down on some of this baggage that you're carrying in a healthy way. You know, like the sky's the limit. So I would challenge you to to do it. If this isn't the program, like you said, that's fine. I challenge you to find something that is because the world needs more people that are amazing human beings. And if you're already amazing, again, six months from now, holy moly. So cool. You'd be so freaking amazing. Absolutely. Like, there's nothing wrong with you exactly as you are, but you could use some work. We can all always use some work. And one of my one of my yoga teachers used to say that. She was like, You're perfect just as you are, and you could use some work. And I'm like, you know what? That is so true. I am human and I am wonderful. And there's always room for growth. There's always that that next level. And if you ever believe that you're done growing, well, then you're stuck. You're stuck in a fixed mindset because we're never done growing. We're never done improving. 
Um, and so I love this quote. I put it up on the screen. Investing in yourself because you're worth it is not selfish. I love that so much. Guys, if you're watching and you have any questions for Angie, please drop them in the comments. We'd be happy to answer um, any questions that you have about um, anything that we shared in this video. If you've got questions about the program, you're welcome to hit me up. If you want Angie's perspective, I might be speaking for her, but if you want to know more about Angie's experience within the program, uh, I'll check with her after this, see if she's okay with that. Um, Angie, are you okay with people reaching out to you? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you want someone's perspective on who's taken the program, I mean, there are literally dozens of women in this group that have graduated from the program. Angie is one of them, my OG. So reach out, ask questions, and uh, be willing to do something scary. Invest in yourself, deepen your own self-awareness, and remember that, that self-care is never selfish. Self-care helps us to be a better us so that we can be better for the people that we love most. And that is this most selfless thing we can do. Well, Angie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your experience. Um, any last thoughts before we uh, before we close it out? I just, I mean, you're worth it. So just do it. Love it. Angie, thank you so much. Thank you guys for watching. I would love for you to share your biggest takeaway from today's interview in the comments. Let me know like what you're walking away from this discussion with. And with that, I will say farewell. I'm going down to the pool. I'm going to go drink a Mai Tai. And uh, I hope everyone has an amazing, amazing day. Uh, thanks so much for watching. And Angie, thank you for your time and for sharing your story. Thank you so much for listening this week. To view the complete show notes, you can visit www.leadingwithheartpodcast.com. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right away when I release them. And if you're enjoying this podcast so far, I would love to ask you to consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple and Spotify rank their podcasts. So even though it only takes you a few seconds, it makes a huge difference for me and it helps me reach other amazing leaders like you. Thank you again for joining me, Christina Madison, on this episode of Leading with Heart. I'll see you next time.